Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes, and we appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Uh, tonight I want us to think about a few things. Uh, the book of Psalms is the longest book in the Bible, and Psalm 119 is the longest psalm in the book of Psalms. It has a 176 verses, and we're going to read them all. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If you'll turn to Genesis chapter 5 and you'll begin to reading, uh, this is a hard part of, of Genesis because uh, it's known as Death Valley uh, in the book of Genesis because you read so-and-so was born, he lived for so many years, he had a child, uh, and then he lived for so many years after he had that child having uh, sons and daughters, and then he died and he lived so so many years. And it's just name after name after name after name. And and it's almost as if you, image, uh, if you place an image in your mind of what the Bible is saying, you can just imagine seeing coffin after coffin after coffin and a widow uh, wailing after wailing after wailing of all these different individuals. But what it is is uh, God's way of showing us a passage of time. And, and these are... Uh, generations. These are people that lived, and and this is how we, uh, how the Israelites traced their lineage all the way back to Adam. And so, uh, you have passages of Scripture that are like this, where uh, you read that this person lived and he died. Uh, another person lived and he died, and another person lived and he died, and it's it's uh, the same formula, one after the other, one after the other, until you get to one individual, and you come to Enoch, and Enoch's different. Now, uh, Enoch's different in that. Uh, he's not like a lot of other characters in the Bible. He's not like. Uh, Adam being uh, the, the one who walked with, in the cool of the evening with God in the garden. He's not uh, like uh, Moses who, who uh, was used of God to part the Red Sea. He's not uh, like Elijah that uh, God was able to uh, use to do some amazing miracles and call down fire from heaven. He's not like Elisha that was able to to strike the river and cause it to part and they were able to walk across on dry ground or or even to cause an axe head to float. He's not, um, he's not Mo, uh, Moses that went up and, and spoke with God and, and was given the, the laws of God by the finger of God. He, he's, he didn't do any of those things. He didn't walk on water like Jesus. He didn't, uh, he didn't do any of those things. But what he did do... Four words set him apart from anyone else in the Bible. Four words. And you see it there uh, in uh, around the 21st verse of Genesis chapter 5. Now, 
let me just preface this also. We we uh, Enoch is mentioned both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. He's mentioned here in uh, there's 51 uh, words about Enoch in the Old Testament. There's actually more words in the New Testament about Enoch. Uh, there's about 91 uh, words in the New Testament about Enoch. And we learn more about him over in the New Testament than we do in the Old Testament. But these four words are what set him apart. And it says here, um, and, Enoch, and Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God. Those four words set him apart. Enoch walked with God. And after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch, verse 24, walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Nobody else in the Bible is mentioned quite like Enoch. Now, David had a heart like unto God. Moses was the friend of God. Uh, but Enoch walked with God. Now, there was a lot of people in the Bible that said uh, that the Bible says that they walked before God uh, and they followed after God. But uh, Enoch is the only one that, that is mentioned. That he's, It says that he walked with God. And Enoch is, is, has the shortest lifespan of all of these individuals that are mentioned in this passage, uh, this section of Scripture here, of all these individuals, the lineage. Uh, now, most of them, you'll notice, uh, it, they all start around uh, 900 or so years of life, and uh, nobody goes over 1,000 years of life at this time. And they progressively get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And except for Enoch, and of course Methuselah jumps up there and he, uh, his life is longer than anyone else. He lives the longest. But, uh, and he's kind of out of order in terms of uh, lifespan. He, uh, he's got a long life like uh, uh, Adam and those at the very beginning. But Enoch has the shortest and have you noticed something else about the number of years that he lived? I never even noticed this until I started studying this. He lived 365 years. That's the number of days in a year, yeah. And uh, uh, there are some who want to say, well, maybe he didn't live actually 365 years, and it's just that they said that in order to try and and uh, uh, make it, as if he was, it was complete life, in the, even though he lived a short life. But you have to remember, they didn't use the same calendar that we use today, so their year, calendar year, was different from ours. So uh, I have to say that that it, it's we know now that uh, the Earth circumvents the Sun in 365 days. No matter how you split it up, the year is going to be a year no matter what. And uh, Enoch lived 365 years. Um, most of the time when you read about someone in the length of their life, uh, the length of their life directly correlates with how 
holy that individual was, how close that person was to God. Usually, uh, the closer they were with God, the longer they lived. The the more uh, evil they uh, were, the person further away from God, they didn't tend to live as long in the Bible. And that was one of the indications, especially in the Old Testament, of whether or not somebody uh, was close to God or not. Was uh, And we even read in the Bible that, uh, that uh, says... Uh, off the top of my head not thinking about it before and not looking it up but it says something like um, you know walk with God that your days might be long in number that kind of thing Uh, that might not be exactly what it says uh, but it's very close to that Uh, uh, but Enoch here walked with God it says this about Enoch and and it, he kind of sticks out like a sore thumb amongst all of these individuals. None of the individuals that are mentioned here are mentioned as having a very close relationship to God except for Enoch. Enoch is, is specifically states that he has a close relationship with God and that he walked with God. And uh, it says that... Uh, we'll get into the other part here in just a minute, but... Um, in Hebrews chapter 11 uh, in the New Testament, we read that uh, his being taken and not uh, experiencing death has uh, a direct correlation with his faith. And we'll get into that uh, here in just a moment. But um, I, think, I think this speaks uh, large volumes about an individual when... The Bible specifically... Now, this isn't me saying this about Enoch. It's not you saying this about Enoch. It's the Bible saying this about... In essence, this is God saying this about Enoch, that he walked with him. And wouldn't it be wonderful if when we come to the end of our life that uh, we live the kind of life that people could say, you know, above anything else, he or she walked with God. The kind of relationship that you have that fosters the kind of of testimony that people would say that you walked with God that that uh, that speaks volumes about you as an individual. Now, you know Enoch. He didn't write one verse in the Bible. He didn't go and lead a, a crusade that want a city to uh, turn back to God. He, he didn't feed fi- uh, a multitude of people with uh, five loaves and two fish, but he did walk with God. He walked with God. What would it look like today for an individual to walk with God? Think about that for a moment. And why would we want to walk with God? Let's just get down to the brass taxes of it. Why is it important for us to walk with God? Maybe maybe we don't even realize uh, the significance of it in walking with God. Well, if you go back further in Genesis, you'll see that uh, as, and I've already alluded to this already, 
uh, at the very beginning when Adam uh, was created, before even was uh, before God even made Eve, it says that uh, that Adam and God walked together in the cool of the evening in the midst of the garden. And I have, and this is before Adam sins, of course, and so I have to imagine that this is probably uh, the desire that God had for us from the very beginning, that we would have the kind of relationship with God, that we would spend time with Him walking together, spending our time. You know, uh, one of the things that I've uh, uh, enjoyed doing as of late is spending time uh, uh just sitting together with family members and talking and and not getting away from all the electronical uh, uh, devices, getting away from all the things. We uh, we do this at my house at home at least during... Now, in the morning uh, when everybody gets up, we all do our own thing about getting breakfast, uh, uh, depending on how we're getting dressed in the morning to go to do whatever we're doing. Um, At lunch, usually uh, we're either at work or... uh, Uh, engaged in doing things the girls are at school so uh, we're not together but in the evening when supper time comes we we have it as as a rule in our house that we sit at the table together and we eat our supper together and we uh, have a rule that says no uh, devices at the table. We we set all that stuff aside. No cell phones, no iPads, no uh, laptops or anything like that. We uh, we have all of that set aside for later. Because there's let's be honest, no matter how busy we are, there's plenty of time for all of that other times. And you and you need to have a time where you can sit at the table. And, of course, you're doing more than just sitting there eating. You're talking about your day. You're talking about the things you've done. You're talking about the things that people have done to you during the day or or with you during the day. You're talking about things that need to be done. And... It's a time to fellowship, to grow closer together as a family. It's a time to, to get to know one another better. It's a time to, to uh, uh, form bonds and, and memories. And, and uh, uh, we've laughed more at the table uh, at supper time just simply by sharing and enjoying uh, doing things together. And, and we've had more fun just sitting together as a family and communicating with one another. And that's what God wants with us. He wants a time with us each day that He can sit and communicate with us, not just simply listen to us, but to truly communicate, to to speak with us and allow us to hear Him and for us to share with God. And that's what Adam did with God in the in the garden before uh, sin entered into the world. He spent, I'm sure, Adam spent a good part of his day doing all the things that God had established for him to do, and naming all the animals, and and establishing. how things were working there in the garden and going about all that kind of stuff. But in the evening, it was his time with God. It was his time to uh, stand and speak with God. This talks a lot about the importance that God has with sharing with us. Have you realized that the God of all creation, 
The God who created all things. The God who holds everything together. It's the glue that, he's the glue that keeps everything from, uh, from just spinning off into the, in the cosmos and everything falling apart. God who, who has all of this authority and is able to do all things. Who knows all things. Who sees all things. He still wants to have that time where He can spend with us, of sharing with us. I think if I was walking in the cool of the evening with God, I would do more listening. Than, I would hope I'd do more listening than talking. But I would think that that's what God wanted from Adam. And conversely, that's what God wants from all of us. He wants from that with all of His creation. Everyone, uh, God desires that. And, and Jesus Christ is the firm example of why I believe that. Jesus was sent uh, to come and to be a sacrifice for us on the cross of Calvary so that He could bridge the gap between us and God that was created by sin. That sin that separated us from God, that kept us from being in fellowship with God. Uh, God purposely sent His only begotten Son that He could bridge the gap between us and draw us back together to be with God and allow us to once again have that kind of relationship with God that God so desired to have with us from the very beginning. And so it seemed as though Enoch was the only one who, uh, who understood that and took that to heart. Because it's very clear that Enoch spent each day walking with God. Hey, someone else that had a uh, that was mightily used of God and that sticks out in the Bible. Uh, you, you you remember uh, um, over there uh, it, as the children of Israel are in captivity and uh, you read about Daniel getting in trouble. Why? Because they knew that he spent each evening in prayer with God. And he didn't allow anything to keep that from happening in his life. Even a law that said you couldn't pray. He purposely opened his windows that were facing towards Jerusalem. Because why? That's because he and his mentality at the time believed that that was the dwelling place of God. And so he wanted to open his windows up facing towards Jerusalem so he would have a clear path to God and so that he'd be able to sit there and pray. And, and he poured out his heart to God each day there sitting in his window. God desires for us to have a, a, a relationship with Him that is clear and that is open, that we, on a regular basis, spend time with Him in fellowship. It, it means more than just simply uh, doing it for uh, a week or two weeks or a couple of days. It's every day, all the time, consistently spending time with God. It, mean, it means a commitment not of just simply being there and, and doing that. Because you can get in the habit of having uh, devotion and Bible study and, and not really get all that, that you need to get out of, out of it with God. It, it doesn't even mean, you know, uh, uh, there's plenty of us who spend time reading the Word of God every day and praying and, and all of that. Uh, but... 
Do you hear the closeness that God had with Enoch in those few words in the Old Testament? Not only did they uh, did Enoch walk with God, but but that closeness was demonstrated in the fact that uh, that God uh, took Enoch home to be with him without facing death. That that God just wanted to have time with, you know. There's the old, uh, you know. Uh, thought that you know Enoch and God were just walking and one day uh, uh, God just said to Enoch hey you know we're closer to my place than yours let's just keep going and those are that's some warm thoughts but it and it conveys the 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 uh, the relationship that God had with Enoch it's not that just Enoch uh, spent time <coughs> in prayer or spent time with God but there was a deep committed relationship, a relationship that uh, that was demonstrated in the love that God had for Enoch and allowed him to to not taste death, but that God took him home. That he was uh, it says here that in uh, Genesis that he was what? That he was not for God took him and uh, some say that he was translated, he was taken. Uh, uh, you know, there's been plenty of individuals that uh, that were close to God. And Moses was taken up to the top of the mountain. God allowed him to see Canaan before he died. And then, uh, but it says that Moses died. And that God buried him. You know, Elisha uh, is another person that had a close relationship with God because uh, uh, it says that God uh, sent. Uh, it says in the Bible in Second Samuel that God uh, sent a, a fiery chariot to come and get him and took him on. Uh, his body was never found because he never died. He he was uh, taken to be with God in much a similar fashion uh, because of his close relationship to God. And so uh, Enoch had this type of relationship that that was characterized by that deep commitment. So what does it take to have that deep type of relationship with God? It, it has to do with more, I think, than just simply doing Bible study, like I've said. It, it has to do with, with uh, a, a relationship with God in which God is able to speak with us and, and share His desire for our life that we listen. You know, listening has a lot to do with how you build a relationship. Now, I could sit... Uh, take my family and sit them down and I could sit each evening and sit and talk to them for an hour and a half of me just telling them what I think they need to do and what they ought to do. Well, that's not building a relationship, is it? I have to sit and listen to what they have to say and what they think is important that's going on in their life and listen to their uh, woes and listen to their 
uh, needs and listen to the things that they uh, want to express. I have to express my opinion and my desires for them. And it's a give and take. It's that that back and forth that, that's required in order to grow close with your family. And Enoch had that back and forth with God. Enoch spent time with God. He walked with God. Um, there's several places throughout Scripture that uh, the word walk has to do with uh, uh, meaning more than just simply uh, what we talk about when we say, uh, will you walk over there and pick up that pencil or wherever. Uh, walk meant more than just the physical activity of walking. It meant uh, a life, a lifestyle. It meant... Uh, uh, in the New Testament, it talks about how you are to walk in the light. And that's talking about having a life of living in God's righteousness. And so we have to believe that this uh, talking about uh, walking with God has to do with uh, more than just simple the activity of, of putting one foot in front of the other, but it has to do with a lifestyle of, of living his whole life, of being close to God, of being in that. And as the Bible, you know, the Bible doesn't mince words. It doesn't say things that does, it doesn't mean. And it says things in a certain way to convey those meanings. Um, for instance, uh, it says that, it, that he walked with God. When, we, when my family goes to uh, the grocery store or to Walmart or to the mall, one of the things that, I, that has upset me and that is a, a personal quirk of mine, it's not something that, they, uh, that my family consciously uh, thinks of doing. It's just something that happens. Uh, if I ever find that I'm following behind my family... Men, you've probably done this uh, when you go into the store and, and, and your wife or children are, are busy about, they're excited about finding that new dress or finding that new outfit and, and they're going and you're just trying to keep up. And you, uh, you wind up being trailing behind or uh, they're excited about the new game or toy or whatever it is that's in the mall and they're running down the hallway to get to the store so they can uh, pick it up and show it to you so that you can buy it for them. You're walking behind them. But uh, I always feel like that uh, little kid that I was when I was just a little boy uh, trailing behind Mama uh, and following behind Mama as she was shopping to get my clothes for the next school year. And I, I didn't want to be there. And Mama had an agenda. She was doing what she was doing. And, and I had to be there, so I was trailing behind Mama. And that's how I feel when I'm trailing behind my family. I don't want to be there. I don't, and, and, and it's not my idea to be there. But when you walk with your family, when your family is right beside you, what are you doing? You're, you're going off of the cues from each other. You have a mutual interest in where you're going. You have uh, your each, uh, not just uh, someone else, but you're, you're not following after them. You are 
determining the direction of your walk together because as you're walking side by side, and think about this when you're dating someone, when you're uh, when you're a uh, young couple in love, you sit. You don't follow behind that man, or you don't follow behind that woman. Well, sometimes you might, but most of the time, you you do what? You walk arm in arm, side by side. You're excited about going together. You don't want to go anywhere without that person, so you keep them close to your side. That's the implication here. It says he walked with God, side by side, close together, determining together the direction. Not following after God, not leading God somewhere. He's walking with God. They have that mutual uh, uh, desire to be in the place in that moment. And that's how our life needs to be as we walk with God. We need to desire to walk with God. And yes, there are times in our our Christian life that we do need to follow God. We need to follow Him to the cross. We need to follow Him in uh, belief. We need to follow after God in uh, righteousness. But there comes a time where we need to stop following and we need to, to walk with God. Because our relationship with God has matured. Our relationship with God has grown to the point where we're walking along with God because we want to to be in that kind of relationship where we're side by side with God. Because we know the direction that God is going because our heart is right with God. And we don't have to follow after God because we know where God is leading us and where God wants us to be, where God wants us to go. So we're walking side by side with God. That's what it's implied here in these words. That Enoch walked with God because he knew where God was going. He, he had the same desire as God. He had the same uh, uh, yearning to be with God as God had to be with him. And so he spent his life walking with God, being in fellowship with God. And I just realized there's a whole lot more that I want to say about this relationship that Enoch had with God. But, uh, but, and we could go on and on and on about talking about this kind of relationship. And I'm not trying to say, listen, above anything, beyond anything that I've said, I'm not trying to say something that the Bible doesn't say. I'm not trying to read into the Bible what the Bible's not saying. It says that God uh, walked with, uh, the Enoch walked with God. And I'm trying to explore how we, can, how we can walk with God ourselves. And you know, that's, that's really uh, more than anything else. What I want us to get from this is a desire to not just simply read through the Bible and just reading to see what the Bible says, we need to read through the Bible to discover what the Bible is saying to us and to understand what God desires of us as we read through His Word. And as we see things like this where we read that that Enoch walked with God, we need to stop for a moment and ask ourselves, 
Do I have the kind of faith that Enoch had that I could walk with God? Do I have the kind of relationship with God where I'm not leading God down the primrose path and God's not leading me? I'm not trying to lead God in some direction that God doesn't want for me in my life. I'm not trying to to distract God <coughs> into going somewhere that God doesn't want me to go. I'm, I know where God has me going because I have the kind of relationship with God that God has spoken into my heart that I know where God wants for me in my life. And I can walk with God because God, uh, because I am following along with God because that's my desire in my heart too is to go where God has desire for me to be. And that, that I don't have to be led like a mule because I'm uh, kicking and screaming and not wanting to go where God wants me to go. I don't have to be led like a horse that has a bit in his mouth that has to be directed and steered because I'm not paying attention to what God wants for my life and where God desires for me to be in my life. But rather, my desire within my heart is to be where God wants me to be and that I am walking with God because my desire is the same as God's desire. And I'm walking with Him. And if I could just do that one day, it'd be awesome, let alone all of my life. But my goal would be to not just do it one day, but to do it every day and do it for the rest of my life. Right? Right. Amen. Let's join together in prayer.